Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Hi, I'm Rob Schneider. And I'm Kevin David Thomas. And happy Throwback Thursday. Huzzah! It's Throwback Thursday time. Another huzzah from you. You must be so excited. Spring is in the air, Rob. It is. It really is. You smell that? I I think you took a line of cocaine. (laughs) The things I used to like, I don't like anymore. Oh my gosh. A lot of other things I never had before. Look, meaning simply said, (laughs) I'm so what's that from state fair. Oh, wow. Might as well be spring. Great song. Oh, I thought it was a song about cocaine. The it's, things I, I used to like, I don't like anymore. Yeah. I want a lot of other things I've never had before. It's just like, mother, I sit around and mope. But, oh my God, yeah. And knowing I'm a dope. Knowing that I'm on dope. Yeah. Was the original. There, and then they were like, ah, oh, The gosh, original Oscar Hammerstein lyric. period really needed to change <laughs> it a little bit. <laughs> Fix it. That's Ooh, right, Edelweiss. a whole new level to that song and didn't even realize. Wow. Hey, hey people hey. out there that want to do a wrong song, there you go. There you go. There's that, your song. That's it for you. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have to say, I'm very excited because today we're recording from my apartment mm. and Kevin brought me coffee and I offered to pay him and he threw my money on the ground and he goes, I'm not getting 88. I'm not taking, what is it? I'm not getting. I'm not taking 88 cents out of you, Rose. So I, I kind of did. I kind of changed it a little he bit. He kind of changed it, which I'm sure knowing how happy Arthur Lawrence was with changes. Right. He would have welcomed. Well, I was going to do it in Spanish, idea. but then I was like, no, I'll just keep it in English. <laughs> Lin-Manuel, can you translate this? <laughs> yes, please. Do you remember when they did that? It was like huge. But then they remember it started out. Where was it? In previews in DC? Yeah. This is the West Side Story revival. You guys from a couple years ago that we were talking about where they, 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 <laughs> They, they translated the lyrics of which song America? No, no, no. The I way remember. I heard it, I don't, I don't remember. I, mean, I don't know if this is true or not. The way I heard it was that when they were doing it out of town. What are you laughing? Sorry, guys. I'm. Oh. <laughs> Rob is sitting, and I'll take a picture because I, I like to take selfies of not selfies of pictures of Rob in his chair. But I mean, he's like sitting there with his legs crossed, so classy looking. Got a nice button up top, nice slacks on. I said slacks, and then his socks. And his socks have the middle finger pointed at right at me. No. Their middle oh. finger socks. Their middle finger socks. It's hysterical. I'm, I'm so, right I'm so sorry. I didn't mean that. I'm not saying no, fuck you, Kevin. No, no, It's I just was trying to listen to you. And then all of a sudden, I just saw the finger at me. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, my so my apologies to everybody there here. There, there. 
They're classy, right? Yeah, yeah, real classy. They're real classy. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. I, I no, no, no. What I, if I remember this correctly, what they were doing was like you said, they Arthur Lawrence after he had revisited Gypsy, mm-hmm. and everyone was like, "Oh my god, it's brilliant." Um, then I think Arthur Lawrence was still under the delusion that he could direct, right? And he was something like octogenarian at this point. He was. I also not to say that octogenarians can't direct and 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 are no. capable of that. I just think he's a much better book writer than he was director. Yeah. I just, I think, and that based on a lot of and the playwright too, and I mean, playwright. Yeah. Oh my God, Jesus, the plays. Um, but he got it into his head. I want to do West Side Story where the sharks only speak in Spanish because that's what they, how they would have spoken if they had all just come from Puerto Rico. They would have been speaking their native language. Right. Totally makes sense. So they hired Lin Manuel Miranda to do the translation, and I think originally it was it was all the book scenes. And all the singing was done originally in Spanish. Wow, it's so literal. With no subtitles. Oh. And I think people were like, this is very confusing. <laughs> and so then they were like, well, some of it will be... Then we'll Do they put- still dance? I mean, if they're going to make everything so <laughs> literal and real. <laughs> no, there was no dancing. There was like, you know what I mean? It's still a musical. <laughs> and every night they shot another Tony. <laughs> so every night it was a rotating list of actors playing Tony who were all murdered. Um, just to keep that authenticity going, which right. I think is really that seems unique. Like what they were going for with that yeah, translation version, and then it went from and I, this is how I've heard it. So, listeners, if I'm wrong, somebody please correct me. Then they were like, okay, we'll throw some subtitles in there or super titles in there, okay. and that still wasn't working. Uh-huh. So they're like, okay, well, the dialogue will be in English, but the music will be in Spanish. And then I think in the end, it was like three numbers. Three numbers were done in Spanish. Yeah, and that very was little. Much, I remember very. Li- I think so. It went from like half the show right. to maybe one or two numbers. Interesting. And then why mess with the show that's already perfect? I, it's so interesting. I think it was just this idea that, uh, you know, he wanted to make it more authentic to... Kind of current, too. Well, and, yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, I get. Get Lin- Lin-Manuel involved before he was sort of... Oh, before he was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. I get it. But I think it just went a little yeah. too far. That's just my opinion. Interesting. What I saw that show... I'm so sorry. If anybody was in this production, my my apologies. And also, do tell us the real, like what really please, went somebody, down. Like, yeah. was it all of Act 1 in Spanish and then Act 2 was not? I mean, tell us. Yeah, some, please let us know because I'm so curious. This show, and once again, maybe I saw it late into the run even though I saw it the third week. Um, <laughs> it, it was literally, hiya, Doc. Three-second pause. Hiya, Tony. Three-second pause. What's going on tonight? Three second pause. Going to the gym. Three second pause. Mm. I if, it could literally drive trucks <laughs> through these pauses. And I was like, I'm going to jump out of my skin. I think what Arthur Lawrence told them was that every word of my script is sacred. <laughs> so make sure it's done slowly. Sperm and cl- to worm. That's brilliant, Kevin. Thank you. Were you in that production? Yeah, I, I, no. No, because you were in a little night music. Across the street. Was that going on near same, the same time? It was, it was, it was yeah, wasn't it? I was. And I, I, I can't tell my listeners why I know that Little Night Music was playing on the same night as West Side Story, but... Okay. I'll... I'll That's why I didn't see it then. I didn't... I was... I, I didn't see I'm not saying any, anything okay. else except Act 2 of A Little Night Music was really, really lovely, and you guys did a good job. <laughs> but that's the last that I'm saying. I love you for that. We, you know, we've had this discussion a few times, and we'd love to hear from listeners... Um, is it okay to leave a show at intermission? Oh, and then follow up question. Yes. Can, is it okay to second act 
a musical, which is conversely, which is, Oh my God, what two great questions. So one, is it okay to leave a show at intermission if you're not enjoying it? And two, are you, uh, is it okay to second act? And I can remember the first show. I think I can remember the first show I ever left at intermission. And I remember the first show I ever second acted Um, really quickly for some of our listeners who might be younger that don't know what a second act is. Cause now it's harder to, it really is harder to do harder, especially with hit or hit shows. You want to talk about what a second act, second acting a show was? Well, yeah, like, uh, is you're going to do it. Yeah. If you still do it, I mean, it, it, it happened a lot of people we've interviewed have talked about it yeah. when they were growing up in the 60s, 70s, 50s. They used to do this a lot, but you know, uh, you would go into the show. You would just at intermission, you knew when all the shows came down for intermission. And I, my first was Thoroughly Modern Millie when I graduated college in 2002. And I loved that show a lot. And I, and the second act has her singing Gimme Gimme. So of course you can just, and, the, and it wasn't selling out towards, you know, once it opened. So I would go to the Marriott Marquis go up the escalator as intermission and that, that one's easy to get into because it's all in the side of the hotel yeah. and I would just go to the balcony and you'd and I of course so I'm a, a bit of a rule follower like I don't like to change seats and I get worried that I'm going to get kicked out of my seat if I change seats so the whole time the first 10 minutes I'm like worried that oh gosh the ushers are going to know that I wasn't here but whatever you go second act to show so you can see sh- the second act of a lot of shows and not Pay and not pay. Yeah, but this was this was a, a a very big tradition, huge for a long time for a lot of older actors. Yep. Because I think what they would do is is they would they were very smart. They would find a playbill of the show laying outside the theater in right. the trash. They would just grab it and walk back in with everybody, like you said. So it yeah. looks like they're going back in. Um, but because now tickets are scanned, right? And the ushers are very adamant on leaving. Like keep your ticket if you're going outside. And people don't smoke like they used to either. And people I mean, don't really, smoke. That was what it was really a lot of it was gone have a smoke. I mean, go out and smoke. Sometimes some people would go to the bar across the street, but now there are bars that are inside the theater. So you can, but you're right. I think the lack of smoking and the lack of, you know, finding alcohol more readily available makes it less Mm -hmm. of a thing. I did it on my first, my first was gray gardens. Yeah. My first wow. was Grey Gardens. Wow. Um, second act of Grey Gardens. I saw... Sh- that's, a good, that's a good second act. Of, Ra- oh, my God. Because it is like, they're like two different shows, kind of. So it's second act Grey Gardens oh, is great because you're like... It was perfect. It's the good stuff, too. It was perfect. That's then the I, documentary. <laughs> and then I felt so guilty, I went back the next day and I bought a ticket. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, I did. But that was my first one was Grey, was Grey Gardens. Have you ever left a show? Do you leave shows? Have I? Okay. I, a friend of mine... Uh, I, yeah, yes, a friend of mine yelled and screamed at me for do, for doing it, and he was very angry that I would leave a show at intermission. Really? Because we had this discussion. My, I won't mention my friend's name. He's got a very cool job. I won't say what the organization is. It's very mysterious. But his job is, he ha- he has to, for his job, he has to see every show that's playing on Broadway, off Broadway, and trying out regionally. So, I know, right? So they fly him to Chicago to see things. They fly him to Los Angeles to right. see things. There's a reason that he does it. I won't mention, like I said, just just, just out of... It's so mysterious. No, it's no, just I'm out kidding. of politeness. So I would think, here's a guy who sees theater every night. Right. Um... At some point, I said to him, don't you, don't you just leave? And he goes, why would I leave? He got very offended. I was like, oh, maybe I'm insulting his job. He goes, it has nothing to do with my job. He goes, do you know how many people can't afford to go to the theater? He goes, do you know how many people would kill to be in my shoes? He goes, even if I don't like something, he goes, I, I am making a commitment to spending my time with these artists for the evening. And so needless to say, I felt 
pretty bad because I put my head down. It's a bit holier than thou. So the, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but like, nah, okay. My, you so, can take that in many different layers in the world. <laughs> so have I, I don't leave friends shows. Oh yeah. At intermission, but I will be honest with you. There have been a few times where I've been sitting in a show and I'm, I'm just not having a good time. And my feeling, this is my feeling. And I feel so bad about saying this. Some, sometimes I'm like, life is too short. Totally. Like life is too I have short. No problem leaving. My, have- you're, you're not benefiting from my lack of enjoyment and enthusiasm. Yeah. I'm not benefiting from what's being, what's happening on stage at this current moment. So why don't we just cut our losses <laughs> together? Yes. Um, but then, of course, if somebody leaves a show that I'm doing, I'm like, that's why the son of a bitch, where are they going out there? One time I followed people out to the parking lot. You're a liar. And I was like, you get back into that theater. I swear to God. <laughs> I'm like, you get back into that theater right now. Oh, my gosh. Do you? I, but I, I'll be honest with you. I can literally count on one hand how many times I've left okay. a show at intermission. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, and we see what, maybe a hundred... Shows a year. I'd say that's maybe that's a little good. bit more than maybe. that, honestly. Depends. Um, yeah. So five in, you know, 30 years of theater going. Wow. Oh, that's like me at least a year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. like, oh, I got, I'm not precious about it at all. You, you'll leave. Oh, you'll yeah. be like, I'm, I'm up, I'm out. I'm done. Out of here. Especially, especially when I've spent money. And that sounds, it sounds like kind of like, oh, what, that you would yeah. think you'd want to, but I feel like if I put money into that producer's pocket and it has, and I respect all the actors on stage, I love, I'm an actor, I get it. Yeah. But I, if I'm like, like the life's too short thing is like, if I'm with my wife and we're like, let's, it's late. We don't want to stay at the second act of this. Maybe, you know, play rhyming with, no, I'm not going to say, but <laughs> you know, we just might look, turn to each other and say, I think I'd rather spend the evening with you talking with you and hanging out. Let's go home, you know? Yeah. So the a little and then we'll and we we'll, we feel like we got an essence of the show we know it's not going to change and that's it it's, I'm, I'm good I'm yeah like, i fine. i i try not to it's not one of those things that i'm oh, like i'll yeah. look forward to. and i'm i'm the same way you know if um, if i've been given a free ticket in knockwood we have been uh, then I'll, of course i'll stay i'm like yeah oh, sure it's up that's an obligation yeah, like, i'm like, like I'm, I'm not i'm not leaving you giving me a free different. ticket but no there are things i've paid for and i'm like you have my money at this point i need to get out of here because yeah. this isn't this just isn't doing it um and like i said five maybe five times well, in 30 years of theater going nice. that's a that's that's impressive what I about you guys uh, listeners oh, yeah. do you do you do you do you stay always? Do you have, cause I know people who have really like, like your friend, like as a very strong moral compass about this, you know, like you, you definitely stay or you don't. I'm curious listeners. What do you think? Yeah. Let's, so we, two questions we posed to you. One are, do you stay? Uh, if you don't like the show, do you mm-hmm. leave it in intermission or two and two, is it okay to second act a show? Right. Which is you, you go in you see that second act you don't pay for. And it. have you, and what second acts have you seen? Ooh, mm-hmm. What, what was your favorite one? Uh, well, Millie, because that was the first. And oh, that was the that first. Was like the, that was like really, really special. I'm trying to think if I, I think I second acted Dance of the Vampires because it was so epic when that was oh, being yeah. done. I remember the news and everything. So it was like, so it, it was such a spectacle. And I remember second acting that because it was so wacky. So memorable and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sure you could do it today. I'm sure. Not with like a Hamilton or even like a Dear Evan Hansen. But I think with like, you could probably, I'm sure if I went to the, the Marriott Marquis, I bet I could get in to see not hot feet but on, on your, your feet, feet. <laughs> get on your feet i saw that on your feet yeah oh, i liked it i bet it's still running you guys oh it's a lot of fun so like 
two years ago. It's amazing. That's yeah. still running. I love it. I'm it's so glad. It's just silly and it's fun. It yeah. So, Will, you know what I'm t- I think you probably can't second act? I'm trying to think. Yeah, you, oh, like you said, Hamilton and Dear Evan Hansen, those are really, really hard. And, to, and the smaller theater, like, any, like yeah. any, any smaller theater shows, I think will be harder, you know? Oh, absolutely. You know, like like the Walter Kerr or the Belasco. Or, I usually, <laughs> sounds horrible. I second this sounds, I, why am I giving this away? Just do it. Uh, the American Airlines Theater. Oh, yeah. Where Roundabout performs. Yeah. I've been able to. Get, get in, in there. there a few times because that theater is so large. Oh, it is. It's a nice theater. And usually I go for sounds horrible shows that aren't selling as well. Yeah. Because because then they're like yeah. It's you know you're gonna find an, a seat. Where do you sit in the balcony? So you I always, always go up there. I always go up because I get worried. Like I said, I I, I used to get. I haven't done it in years, but I, I get. I used to usher at the American Airlines Theater. Did you really? Yeah, it was volunteer ushering, and uh, and it was a way to see a show for free. So this is in 2003, uh, and when Big River, the Deaf West production that was spellbounding, that was there, um, and I, yeah, and I would I a day in the death of Joe Egg, um, I would usher so that I could sit. Then you fill in the seats in the orchestra for free. How so cool! So you would, like sign up a week in advance, and then you know. That's yeah. so cool. I, mean, I know, like <laughs> the things you do in your twenties when you're like, oh, to see when theater? you want to see theater. Yeah, oh, like, you'll. <laughs> You'll do anything. Truly, I I I know some friends who have gone above and beyond yeah. to get tickets for concerts and, and shows like that. Right. All right, so listeners, hey, favorite things. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. I hope you enjoyed our twenty minute discussion on audience etiquette. Um, <laughs> what to do? What not to do? What do you agree with? And watches all these theaters now like send us bills, being like, "You <laughs> saw Greg how Artis. Luftig how Luftig. Me, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How many times did you see my show?" <laughs> Hal Luftick has literally just sent us a bill. Favorite things. Hey. Okay. What do you got? All right. So mine, I'm going to sit up for this one. All right. Mine is a little different because I don't know if we've ever done anything quite like this, but mine is a, a moment, a moment, a minute long moment in a movie, a historical movie, not historical, but a movie from a while ago. It is a musical movie. It is a, uh, they made this of the original musical. From 1945, the movie is 1953. It is, um, and, and, and the moment that I want to talk about is literally one minute long, but it introduces an artist to us for the first time and his voice. And we've never seen this before. It's really cool. It's Freddie Martinez. <laughs> no, no. In. The nifty ninnies of 1919, <laughs> which is filmed on location at the Bijou. Oh God. I was not in the show, but I wandered into a frame and then left. <laughs> oh, this p- uh, is it some, uh, 53, Singing in the Rain? Nope. Kiss Me, Kate. Oh! Why? Because Bob Fosse. Bob Fosse. Bob Fosse had one moment of dance and I really I, I, I want you guys to look this clip up if you before you listen to this or you can listen to it and then look it up but um, check out 1953 you can watch the whole Kiss Me Kate movie because it's actually really fun and Ann Miller you gotta love her because she doesn't ever stop turning can I give you an Ann Miller thing really quickly yes, I'm kind of, of obsessed course. with you Ann Miller give me an Ann Miller thing do you notice that she always looks at the camera yes no matter what movie or TV show she's in she's always looking yeah. at the camera she's like a- directly on the camera everyone's putting the cameras not there yeah. she's looking right at it. so here's a quick little story I yeah. brought that up to a friend of mine we were laughing about the fact that she's always looking at the camera I saw a bootleg of the follies at paper mill so it was some guy in the back with his like camcorder yeah. <laughs> 
wouldn't you not believe it? She's literally looking. Shut up. I swear to God, I'll show you the clip. She's literally looking. Somehow she knew there was a camera back there. She does all of I'm still here, looking right in that camera lens. I'm like, even when you're being bootlegged, <laughs> even when you're being bootlegged. Actually, that's a good bootleg, actually. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's brilliant. Yeah. Sorry. So, yes, no, Ann Miller, Kiss great. Me, Kate. But more importantly, yeah. Bob Fosse. So, Bob Fosse. Yeah. So, I, so what you want to do is you want to find the song from this movie that was actually not from the original musical, which is from this moment on. From this moment on for me. Um, and they inserted that so that they could get more dancing and more, you know, production numbers. And so uh, it's the three couples dancing. And one of the couples is Bob Fosse and Carol Haney, who went on to become a great choreographer, but she also won a Tony Award for Pajama Game, which this led to. So you've got Hermes Pan doing very much choreography of its time. I mean, it's very lots of spins and you know these this era of MGM musicals. And then halfway through the song, out of nowhere, there's silence and then Bob Fosse and Carol Haney burst out of the stage left soundstage and it's like... The, everything changes. I mean, you literally are going from this sort of like very, I don't want to say tofu, but really like, you know, standard choreography of its time. And then all of a sudden Bob Fosse does, he choreographs his own little minute himself. And it's, uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's Fosse obviously. And it's his movement and his disjointed and his, um, it's it's not you know in it, everything's in sync but yet slightly off you know one shoulder's higher than the other it's that's the trademark and everything is sharper jazzier uh, it's more sexual. Um, and the movement is so precise. And I, and, but what I love about it is that in this number, they go out, they do their dance, they have their, it's so hot, they jump off stage, and we're right back to the rest of the choreography again. And, and, and it's just this really cool moment of seeing history change. And from that, Jer- Jerome Robbins saw him and was like, oh my God, this guy is amazing. I'm sure it was more complex than that. But, and that's how we got Pajama Game with the help of Joan McCracken, which we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago. That's so cool. But I love that you get this little capsule of this moment that this man you know breaks out and you could see him you know I mean the business knew about him but to see it on the big screen and see it in the, you know the whole world gets to see it Stanley Donnan who directed Singing in the Rain a bunch of other movie musicals I think he had said once that Gene Kelly the Bob Fosse could have been if he wanted to stay in films he could have been Gene Kelly he could have been oh, Fred Astaire and he was he's stunning to watch and that's the other cool thing about this clip is you really get to see a young Fosse you know without a cigarette and without a beard hanging from his mouth really you know like a kid he looks like a kid you know and it, it's really it's hot to, it's really incredible yeah so from this moment on and then there's a little bit of him in is it not Bianca What's the one I'm, you know what I mean? In yes. That? Uh, I did not watch that, that part. Of yeah. That. I can't, I that's going to drive me crazy. Cause I, that's how I always think of him is mm-hmm. from that, that duet moment. Yes. Those, those little, oh, what the hell are I'll they called? i clip too. But I, it's so rare that you think of from this moment on, I like but I think it that's because wonderful. I like this one little, I love that you get it, uh, sandwiched with the other choreography and they, he, they literally burst out. I mean, it, it's just so it's wild. It's just absolutely wild. And you, and he choreographed that himself. Yeah. 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 Herme, good for Hermes Pan for being secure enough to be like. I think back then they did. Go do it. That happened a lot. I think that the MGM people were like, no, okay, we'll have him do this. Still going to be my name on the title. Seriously. I mean, like, a lot of that, you know, that happened all the time. That's so incredible. Oh my yeah. God. So we'll post that for our listeners. Yeah, it's fun. It's really cool. That's such, oh my God. That's so cool. A moment. We haven't done that just before. Like a little, just like a little nugget. But it, to me, it's a historical moment that, that, that changes the way we do dance in musical theater. We've had a moment. Uh, a marvelous moment. And then you sing. 
I do. A marvelous moment. A marvelous moment. A beautiful time. A beautiful time. What song am I singing? Do you know? I need you more than I can say. And, and more than just today. today. Yeah, of I course. guess I need I need you more than you need me. me. And, and yet, yet I'm, I'm happy. happy. That's right, you guys. It's on time. And the show is <gasps> anyone, anyone can, can whistle. whistle. <laughs> <laughs> this is why they oh, <laughs> turned down our children's TV show, Kevin. <laughs> and the song is called With So so Little little To Be be Sure Of. (laughs) Good job, kids. Um, You have a favorite thing today? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No. Do we already go through them all? (laughs) Okay. I have no more favorite things. We're going to do my not favorite thing. These are called That's things we new. tolerate. That'll be our, our, our Sunday <laughs> What's it podcast. called? What's it called? Not our favorite thing. Not our favorite thing. Least favorite thing. Oh, my God. No, because we don't want to be bitter. Remember no, we had not. that discussion when we started this podcast? No, to, no reason to be bitter. That was really important for us. Do you remember? That's actually really true. And I really... And, and like I've said, when during Thanksgiving, you know, this podcast has rejuvenated my love of, of, of theater, of musical theater, for sure. Me too. You know? It really Me has. too. Yeah, when Kevin and I first started this, that was one thing we were really adamant about was we didn't want to be negative. We wanted Snarky the whole thing to be... and all that. No. No. We, we're not people who do that. We wanted we to be... Can, we want to be you know. celebratory. And the nice thing is, is if you listen to all of the other podcasts that are out there that, you know... Talk about mm. theater like Patrick Hines and uh, Broadway Wasted mm-hmm. and um, Alana Levine. I don't want to leave anybody out. The Ensemblist. Oh my yeah. God! Everyone is so like celebratory and loving, yeah. and it's and I love that we're part of that celebration. I agree. Yeah. So I think we're we're very very lucky. I think all of our podcasts are different than the chat rooms. Where sometimes yeah. you get on those chat rooms and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> who? Jeez, they just put on a bad show. They didn't kill your baby. <laughs> Like, everybody calm down. I know. Everybody? I don't even see them anymore. I don't even... I, oh, you I, don't go on chat rooms anymore? Mm-hmm. Oh, I do. I look all the time. Really? Oh, yeah. I bet yeah. you can get lots of good information from them, too. All that chat. Oh, yeah. I that's, that one. that's the one that I look at all the time. I don't post on there, uh-huh. but I love to take a look at it. Sure you don't. I really... If I, <laughs> So help me if I see what's his name? Oh God, Fr- Freddie Martinez. Uh, I don't even want to. I don't even. No, Freddie Martinez tell you forever. What, t- the letter four. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because Freddie wouldn't even know how to work it. That's true. So Freddie, he would- might have, have like a. No, he doesn't have an assistant. Oh, an assistant? No, he probably does. It's probably some like eighteen-year-old twink that he's picked up from like the <laughs> University of Buffalo that was really interested in theater. He probably put an ad on Playbill. Need intern. <laughs> Simple clerical work <laughs> includes sending telegrams, <laughs> fixing my rotary phone, and twisting the antenna on the television long enough so I get a clear picture on channel two. <laughs> and some kid probably was like, Mom, Dad, I'm working for a Broadway actor. <laughs> the word Broadway, yes. Broadway in Chicago. <laughs> Broadway Street. Did a lot of cafe theater. A lot of anti-Vietnam stuff. <laughs> You're cracking yourself up. Not with, not without my platoon. Oh, God. With Ruth Buzzy and me. Um, uh, no, I'm not even going to start. because Every time I do the voice, Kevin goes to his happy place. Um, <laughs> Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Speaking of happy place, yeah, I discovered a musical recently that I was not all that familiar with from the 1950s, and I really enjoy listening to it. And for this past week, it really has been my favorite thing because I've been listening to it so much. And it's such a unique way of doing things. Okay, so... In terms of like golden age musicals from the 1950s, it almost feels like a throwback to 1930s musical comedy structure, except it sounds like the golden age of the 1950s. Ooh. So this was a star vehicle. Oh, all right. For somebody who really wasn't even a star yet, um, he will he will later become a big big star. Yeah, it's a he. He will later become a big, big star. But this show is really a vehicle to introduce him more to New York audiences. So if I think without this show, I think it would have been harder for him to achieve the success that he eventually did achieve. The show is from 1956. It's a show that is not done often, although I think last year, Musicals Tonight did it. Um so it's from 1956. It's ready for this. Um, it's got music by Jerry Bach. Oh, Family Affair? No, no, oh. no. Even George David Weiss, Larry Olsener. Oh. The book is by Joe Stein and Will Glickman. Oh. All names that you, except for Stein and Bach, we really don't hear from that much. <sighs> Who's the guy? Okay, so here it is. They built a show around the star of Golden Boy, Sammy Davis Jr. Oh, wait, what, what, what is it? Mr. Wonderful. Mr. Wonderful. Mr. Wonderful. I don't know Mr. Wonderful. Okay. Neither did I. of it, of course. And I, I remember seeing like Weiss and all of that, but I don't, I've never listened to it. Okay. I never listened to it either. And I'll tell you what triggered it. You got me subscribed to a really cool email thread, which is called, it was, it's the, is it cast recordings? What's it called? Cast recording. Yeah. It's the cast recording. Like it's the, that the, the MIT thread that for the cast recording listeners. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell our listeners what this is because they might be interested in it and then I'll, all right, I have to look it up the exact... Uh, oh, I just got the email. All right, so there's this, like, it's old school listserv type thing where, you you know, in order to... Before we would go on, you know, Twitter and all that, the, the ways of communicating were through email. And so there's this this chain of this group of people, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of people, um, of, of listeners of cast albums. And, and, and it's called uh, Cast R-E-C-L, like Cast Recording List. Uh, and it's um, this this group of people that are 
people who do this for a living. I mean, I, I know there are orchestrators that are a member of this list. There are actors. And then also just fans across the world. Um, and it's for the most aficionado of aficionado, old school listeners of cast recordings, I want to say. And so it's a great way for people to have discussions about it. In-depth. Very, very in-depth. Oh, discussion. very in-depth. But I've been, I've, been a, I've been getting this email thing daily for like 15 years. So they were talking about Mr. Wonderful on there. And I'm like, you know, I don't know this show all that well. So I sat down and I'm like, let me listen to the score. Okay. The score is really fun. The score is really, really, really fun. So here's the premise of the show. The premise of the show was really, like I said, it's a main, it's a vehicle to get this unknown, really, yeah. nightclub performer named Sammy Davis Jr. out in front of a New York cosmopolitan audience. So act one, he plays a character named Charlie Welch who wants to get into show business. He doesn't think he has what it takes, but his girlfriend encourages him and his best friend encourages him and he achieves stardom. Act two is literally Sammy Davis Jr.'s club act on stage. It's Charlie Welch's club act. Right, but it's just Sammy Davis Jr. It's really Sammy Davis Jr. Wow. Doing it. Um, Songs that you might... And the cool thing is on the recording, they recorded a lot of the banter that Sammy Davis Jr. did in his act. And his best friend in the show is played by a comedian named Jack Carter, who's a name that we're probably not that familiar with today, but he was a very big stand-up comic in the Catskills in the 50s and 60s. So the music, the, the, the soundtrack isn't just the songs. It's also some of the comedy bits of Jack Carter and Sammy oh, Davis that's, Jr. that's nice. Who else is in Sammy Davis Jr.'s club act? Sammy Sr., his oh. father. Oh. Uh, his uncle, Will, is part of the band. So this isn't like the character of Sammy Davis Jr.'s father. No, this like is literally, literally dad? Sammy Davis Jr.'s oh father and his uncle are part of the band in the show. And uh, Marilyn Cooper from Woman of the Year oh, pops yeah. up in it. And it's also the first time we have a cast recording that features Cheetah Rivera. Wow. So it's the first time you get to hear Cheetah sing. And her song is a very funny song called I'm Available, which is the struggles that actors have to go through. Uh, so she's available if you need her for film or television oh, or movies. It's very cute. Funny. It's very funny. So um, also, little known gossip, uh, Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. and Cheetah Rivera yeah. had an affair. Oh, yeah. Apparently he really is Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> And I give you a sick, sick wink on that. Uh-huh. Um, I see what you did there. Other songs that you might know, Too Close for Comfort, mm. which, was, which was a big one from it. Mm-hmm. Do you know that one? No. If um, Too close, too close for comfort. It's like very... Swingy. Swingy. I can, my shoulders are moving 70s. Already. It's. Yeah. I mean, I, I, then there's Mr. Wonderful. Then there's a song that literally comes out of nowhere called Miami, which is about how great Miami is. <laughs> Sung by the Golden Girls? Because that's, that's what I was thinking. Because, you know, on the Golden Miami. Girls. Miami. Miami, you've got style. <laughs> Blue sky, sunshine, white sand by the mile. <laughs> um, no, but this, this should literally be the official song of Miami. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, why are they singing about Miami? Where did that come from? Because a lot of the clubs at Sammy Davis Jr used to play oh. was in Miami. So go. I think the idea is, is like the New York audience would be like, I love that song about Miami. Let's go visit Miami. So then they go down there and like, Sammy's playing. We saw him play in Mr. Wonderful. 
And then I think that's honestly the reason. I think really? it was like a little tourist moment to be like, come to yeah. Florida. Oh my gosh. Um, but I've, what I love about it is it's very 1930s to me in terms of that it's really built around a performer mm-hmm. and a performer and their shtick. And we're not so much concerned about like the post Oklahoma moving our story forward. Right. 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 It's literally, le- it's like an Al Jolson. Yeah. You know, Eddie Cantor, Fanny Brown. Let them just do what they do. Star Vehicle, yeah. And it really is a Star Vehicle. I would love to see this show without Sammy Davis Jr. and see if it holds up. Um, But he was only 30. What? When he he had this show. 30 years old. And who, I forgot to tell you, guess who produced it? Who? Guess whose idea this whole thing was? Who? Julie Stein. That man. He helped out so many careers with the stories we've heard of him about him, like coaching people. He was a coach for singers and stuff. I love that he was so like, and he was a producer in his own way. Yeah. That's amazing. Isn't that cool? I love that. So this is Julie Stein's produced Mr. Wonderful starring Sammy Davis Jr. The album is available on iTunes. It really is a big Brassy Broadway musical. Love it. Except for the fact that the second act is just Sammy Davis Jr.'s club act, which interpolated a lot of songs from his act that were old, like 1920s and 30s standards. Uh, So you'll hear things like Bye Bye Blackbird. You'll hear. So it's, it does feel like an old 1930s musical, except with that golden age sound. Yeah. So I don't know if anybody does it. I don't even know if, uh, I don't even know if it's right for like a revival or even for a concert setting. Cause I'm like, who could, it's, it's built around Sammy Davis Jr. So, and it's so specific. Who's taking his place and all that. So mine this week, Mr. Wonderful. And mine is uh, checking out Bob Fosse's dancing and choreography in Kiss Me Kate, the movie. Great. And get get back to us because we're curious. Do you leave a show at intermission? And can you second act a show? Till next time. Take care. Bye, everybody. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. I dream the dream of days to come, where sponsorship is high and money is forthcoming. That's beautiful, Kevin. I really added a voice onto that one, too. (laughs) I really was trying to go for something there. Listeners, we love creating this podcast, but it does cost money. Please don't make me sell my Angel record. Oh my gosh, the original cast recording of Angel. That like nobody has. Nobody has it. If you like what we are doing and want us to keep doing more of it, please please head over to patreon.com. What? That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Pat-reon. I feel Pat-reon. Yeah, Pat-reon. Reon. Pat-reon. Yeah, once you're there, search for Behind the Curtain Broadway's Living Legends. And of course, we don't expect you to give without receiving some great rewards. Such rewards include behind-the-scenes videos, shout-outs on future episodes, mm. or episodes, depending on what part of the country you're from, because <laughs> I said episodes, and early access to some of our podcasts. Hell, for the right price, Kevin and I will come to your apartment and act out all of Agnes of God. <laughs> so head over, friends, to P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com to help us out. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.